Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Mr. Fraser Olander. Thank you very much. What an announcement. Well, you know, I have to welcome you in style. This is behind the velvet robe, Fraser. Of course, of course. I feel great. Where are you today? I mean, it looks like you're on a charter somewhere, right? It looks like you're on a boat. I'm on a boat. I'm not on charter, thankfully. Um, I'm in a shipyard in Genoa. My boat is getting a lot of work done. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm here and overseeing all of that. Wow. So you just kind of like stay docked and live on the boat until you go out again? Yeah, we're actually on um, the boat's out of the water. We're on a dry dock. So we're getting so much of the exterior done as well as the interior. For the moment, we're just sort of um, hanging out, working eight till five and enjoying being in Italy, really. I love it. Well, Below Deck, season nine, here we are. Here we are. Well, welcome. Thank you so much. Did you know, I mean, like you were, you're in the yachting industry, like, were you aware of this show, like before joining? I mean, I know that sounds like a crazy question because I assume everyone's aware of it, but you never know. Like, did you watch the show? Were you aware of it? Well, I, I, I wanted to get into yachting um, because I just wanted the lifestyle and I wanted to live abroad and I wanted to do something completely different to what I was doing in London and then just before joining someone had told me about the show and I thought you know what? I know absolutely nothing about what I'm about to do so let me try and jump in and get a good insight as to what I'm getting myself into and lo and behold now that I've both been in yachting and done the show they are quite different things indeed so um, it was good to get the lingo but in terms of actually understanding what it's really about um, no I definitely was thrown in the deep end in real life there. How did the show, like, how did the charters differ for you than in the real world? My charters previous to the show had been a lot more tame and manageable. We also had the correct amount of crew uh, to look after um, all departments and the guests. So we weren't running around like headless chickens, uh, bitching about each other and wanting to kill each other. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a very different reality. Some of these charter guests can get a little bit out of control, right? Absolutely, yeah. Did you have, like, now that the season's over, like, did you have, like, what were some of the highlights for you? 
definitely some of the guests for sure and um, we did you know we had some crazy ones and we had some really wonderful uh guys too people that i'm still in touch with now the crew um were amazing and i'm very good friends with all of them now so definitely meeting them but also just to generally be a part of such an amazing production was so eye-opening it was so impressive and um i wouldn't you know exchange the experience with anything do you feel like what did you learn the most from this whole experience um probably that I should be um I should be a little quieter um, and I should I should work on not speaking my mind um as often as I do well the fact that you have these conversations with yourself and sometimes talk under your breath I mean that kind of is something that the audience is loving well do you know what's funny is obviously I didn't know I did that and also when I was getting used to being on the boat I didn't realize that if a camera wasn't, if a cameraman wasn't around, that didn't mean that they were still listening to what I was saying or they could hear me. I just didn't put two and two together. And then you've got cameras set in every sort of cabin and room anyway. So you're always being watched, but you don't quite get get the hang of it. So I would just be casually talking to myself as I usually would. Lo and behold, I see the first episode and I'm talking to myself um, in abundance, which is a little bit awkward to watch back, but also again, people like that, I think. I think I like it. Do you have any regrets like from this whole season? No, I think doing the show, I was prepared to give my all and be myself. And um, I did that and I'm unapologetic about my behavior and, um, and, and what I did, you know, I was put in very odd circumstances. And I think that anyone else going through the same would act in their own unique way. So I can't take anything back. Um, but I did the best that I could do and I was the, the nicest I could be. Well, that's good to know. Out of the charter guests we've seen so far, like who's been your favorite? Like, has anything shocked you by any of the charter guests that we've seen so far? Sure. Um, episode, what is it? Three with Justin's behavior, three or four. Um, it was mental. It's something I hadn't seen before and something I certainly wasn't comfortable with. It was entertaining though. And I maybe it shouldn't have been because it got quite dark, but I was finding it funny. I thought, I really thought to myself, how on earth? And this was real. Just because this is a show does not mean that this was not in any way, shape or form real. Every single thing you saw happened and it was as bad as it was shared on TV. So to be a part of it and almost to feel responsible for trying to rekindle or, or at least like taming things was, was very odd. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't ever really like to look after that sort of group ever again. Was it um, scary? Because it seems scary, like watching it. You're just kind of like, this is cringy. It got out of hand for sure. And it wasn't like it wasn't dwindling. It kept just getting worse and worse and worse until, you know, we were worried it was going to get violent and Eddie stepped in and we were all there to kind of pipe it down and get everyone to, to bed. But um, yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> it's never a nice sort of environment to be around that sort of tension, no. Yeah, I mean, watching it are kind of like, uh, well, speaking of the crew, when you were on Watch What Happens Live and Andy asked you, you know, what would you change about Heather? You replied that you would have her do some work. (laughs) Talk to me about that. A lot of people um, seem to think that I like to big myself up, but I also do that because I think it gives me confidence to work hard and it gives me motivation. I like to think that I'm good at my job and clearly there is something almost perfect and I do mess up here and there. But when it came to Heather, my initial issue with her was just her delivery 
and how she spoke to us. It was very much, um, it just wasn't nice. It was cold and I'm a people person, so I really love connecting. And if I haven't got that connection and I'm just being told what to do and told that I'm shit every day, it's not nice. And so then I'm gonna get a bit ditchy, obviously. But um, it was difficult for her. She's very, she's very good at her job. But it was difficult for her and all of us to join a boat with no previous understanding of where anything is or how each other sort of work. And we just got to jump in and, and you know, set sail. Um, so getting around that and coping with that was difficult, but I do think overall, she's pretty fantastic at what she does. And you said you keep in touch with everyone. So you keep in touch with Heather too. I do. Yeah. You pause there for a minute. I pause there because, um, you'll see later on, um, you know, the change of dynamics of friendships, things do change and I don't want to you know, spoil anything, but I do speak to Heather now. Yes. Well, other than Heather, who do you think could have improved the most in their work ethic? Obviously not you. You feel, you know, you work very hard. So who do you think besides Heather? <laughs> no, definitely. I could, I could definitely work myself. I'm, I'm not perfect at all. And I'm learning a lot. Every time I do a trip, I learn something different. Um, definitely myself. I can maybe pipe down a little bit, keep my mouth shut and get to work. Uh, Heather is great at what she does. She doesn't need to improve. I do look up to her. Jess... It was a different story for Jess because Jess didn't want to be there. And the show didn't really highlight that too much. And that's frustrating because she would tell me daily that she did not want to do the job, that she didn't enjoy yachting, that there was no, that she'd rather be anywhere else. And um, that really bothered me because she wasn't helping. And Heather was doing her chief stuff. So she was busy doing whatever that was. And then I was just basically running the interior at least that's how I felt you know I'm not digging myself that's how I felt at the time and just moping around walking at one miles per hour was it was really really tough to watch and be a part of so Jess I'm going to go with Jess she could have done with improving her attitude which consequently would have improved her work <laughs> and I know that you love the yachting industry so that's understandable what about the opposite? Like, who are you just impressed with of like, wow, this person's so great at their job. They have such a great work ethic and they're just really good at what they do. Um, I think Jake, you know, I didn't, you, you never really have high hopes uh, when you meet someone like Jake. And that is so judgmental, but he came in, he was loud, you know, he was just fun and he was just, just didn't really seem there to be serious. And lo and behold, you know, he gets into work mode and he is on it. Um, he doesn't let things slip. He's, um, he's got a great attitude towards work. So I'm going to go with Jake and, and Eddie. You know, Eddie's the OG yachty and um, he treats his job very seriously and he looks after his crew very well. So I say his crew. He felt like a big brother to me the whole time I was with him. But um, yeah, in all, uh, it was a good group. Yeah, It is a good group. What about Chef Rachel? Just because... You know, just from a viewer, it seems like her food is probably the best out of any chef that's ever existed. That's just the impression I get from watching her two seasons. And I know a lot of people have said that. Like, is it true? I mean, how, is she one of the best chefs you've ever worked with in terms of the food? And talk to me. David, it's, it's entirely true. Um, and I always found it weird because people are always like, oh, it looks so amazing. And I'm like, what do you mean it looks? You're not, you're not, it just, what do you mean it looks amazing? Like, it truly is unbelievable. How are you getting that impression from the TV? I'm very confused by that. But it truly is amazing. And I love how Rachel loves a challenge. When they're asking for, like, a family-style meal, she's like, what? Why aren't we doing eight-course, 12-course meals three times a day? I'm like, 
you're setting yourself up for death here, but okay. And she's so enthusiastic and she brings so much life and wit to the galley. And working alongside that in interior is such a pleasure. She is the bomb. And you just hear like the charter guests say things like, we've never had food like this. I don't know, you just feel it more. They're not joking. Yeah. And they're not being, they're not exaggerating. It's really, it's unbelievable. And having, then having her food, we were quite naughty. We used to always, you know, take what the left, we're a yachty as everyone does this, but you, you sometimes get some leftovers here and there, not quite from the plate, but from what's not been eaten um, on platters and whatnot. And it was unbelievable. And then that usually goes down to crew as well. So we were treated so well with that. But, you know, she is the kind of chef that won't change her standards when it comes to serving guests and serving crew. She's at one level and she's going to stick to that. And that's hugely appreciated, I think. Was there one thing in particular like that you got to taste of hers that just sticks out as like the best? The French toast. I'm not joking. Really? It was stunning. Like I'm salivating thinking about it. It was so good. I'm salivating thinking about it. I mean, I can just <laughs> picture it. Well, talk to me. You know, you say Jake is one of the hardest workers. Talk to me about Jake. I mean, we have this steamy kiss, which has happened on national yeah. TV. I know. Talk to me about this kiss. Uh, do you know what? Is there really much to talk about? It was a dare. You can see that I'm a little bit out of it. I've had a bit to drink. We've just been swimming in the restaurant pool, which is highly unacceptable. But it happened and it was lots of fun. Um, yeah, weirdly enough, I don't think I'd eaten much that day because I didn't have any recollection of it until I saw that video and I can't tell you how much that hit me in such an odd place like I felt really really uncomfortable and that's based on the fact that I hadn't spoken to Jake that day I didn't even remember it happening and I put my relationship with Jake in a place where I had no control of it anymore and we had such a great connection I thought that maybe he thought I was into him or maybe he thought I, I didn't I didn't know the context I didn't know it was a dare like it was just very very uncomfortable um but alas everything is fine and it goes well but yeah he's a good he's a good looking guy he's a lovely guy we had a steamy kiss it was great it was great to look back on do you know I wasn't I wasn't actually as embarrassed as I thought I'd be no I mean your initial reaction was oh my god what did I do and listen we've all been there no judgment I mean I can't tell you how many times I've blacked out drunk so it, it is what it is <laughs> right. we all yeah. can't remember everything all the time no. like, was your initial reaction like because you know you said it like on the tv like you said like that he might now think that you're into him like he's straight yeah. was it that or yeah. was it like it's just a co-worker and this wouldn't be right anyway no, or was it no, also no, no. That there was chemistry with Jake and I um whether that's on a friendship level. I mean, watch the end of the season, you'll see where it goes. But there, there, there was always a little something there between us two, and it was fantastic from day one. But I just worried that putting him in this position, in this scenario, he might, you know, get on the defence, be like, I'm not, you know, I'm not gay, I'm not getting, you know, all that crap. Um, which is, you know, fine. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I just didn't want there to be any room for an obstacle to come between us. That's good. That's very adult mm. of you. Mm. Talk to me about, you know, because we really haven't had a gay stew since like Josiah on Below Deck way back when, more or less. You know, like, was that a part of your decision? Like, how common is like a gay stew in the real world? And like, was that part of your decision, like to show representation on TV? You know what? As much as I'd like to say yes, um, it's absolutely not the case. I don't look at my sexuality um, more than I look at 
you know, what cologne I'm wearing. It just, it has no, it has no interest. I don't think I should be like, you know, the speaker of all gays. I don't want to represent anyone but myself and good grief. If I tried to do that, I'd probably be um, cancelled. But I'm, I'm glad that we, I'm glad we have such a mixed crew. I'm glad that there's another gay guy on a TV show. Um, it's fantastic. It's really cool. It doesn't happen in Yachting very often. Um, so I'm glad, I guess, I got picked out for that. But, um, but yeah. It's, it, I, I don't have too much of an opinion on it, but I'm, I'm very pleased that I'm around, I guess. I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes, and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. The holidays can be hectic, stressful, or downright uncomfortable. This holiday season, give the gift of comfort with Third Love, your one-stop shop for all the women in your life. Ultra soft loungewear for mom, fun sleeper sets for your sister, premium activewear for friends, and luxe intimate sets for that special someone. Or treat yourself to Third Love. Get yourself the gift that you really want this holiday season. The best thing about Third Love is their fitting room quiz. It is such a detailed quiz in a good way that your bras, underwear, loungewear, and activewear are bound to fit perfectly. Bras are available in exclusive half cups. Underwear, loungewear, and activewear is available in XS through 3X. Feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash velvet. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash velvet. Well, I know what you guys were doing in the early 2000s. Millions of households across the world turned into watch contestants battle for the last rose or to be the final survivor on an island. Reality TV at this time was beginning to dominate the airwaves and every show needed to be bigger, flashier, and more scandalous than the last. But in the case of one infamous dating show, the real drama was happening off screen. The reality TV series, There's Something About Miriam, seemed like a pretty standard dating competition. Six young men vied for the affection of Miriam Rivera, a beautiful model from Mexico. But when Miriam revealed that she was a trans woman during the show's finale, the on-screen drama sparked an international uproar. Wondry's new podcast miniseries, Harsh Reality, the story of Miriam Rivera reveals what happened behind the scenes of this infamous TV show and how a multi-million dollar lawsuit and media fallout impacted the lives of Miriam, the contestants, and change reality TV forever. Follow Harsh Reality, the story of Miriam Rivera on Apple Podcasts, 
Amazon Music, or you can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash velvetrobe. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress level is high, your temper is shorter than usual, or even if you're starting to feel strained in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased and who's not going to judge you or take sides. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Behind the Velvet Rope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash velvet rope. Betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. I know that we've been talking a lot lately about Dorit's home invasion and all these home invasions that are taking place in LA. And listen, if you want to make your home feel safer, there's no better time than right now. And this week, our friends at Simply Safe are giving Behind the Velvet Rope listeners early access to all their holiday deals, 40% off their award-winning home security. We love Simply Safe because it has everything you need to make your home feel safe. Indoor and outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. This is so important, you guys. And don't take my word for it. Simply Safe was even named best home security system of 2021 by US News and World Report. Take advantage of Simply Safe's holiday deals and get 40%, 40% off your new home security system by visiting simplysafe.com slash velvet rope. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash velvet rope for 40 percent off your entire system and won't you sleep better at night knowing you have simply safe is that true though like in the yachting world it's still like old school like where like the hugely so they choose it's definitely changing changing sorry it's definitely improving um but uh it's it's still very traditional very old school and very homophobic and racist you know it's not a very nice place for it um i think <clears throat> It's more so on the larger vessels, maybe with like the older crew, um, you know, seafarers and sailors haven't got the best name for themselves. They're also yeah, referred to as sea rats, which is entirely the case at some times. But um, yeah, I've experienced some homophobia for sure. Um, but I shrug it off. And as I said, if I didn't shrug it off, I wouldn't be where I am today. Right. That's the thing, because I've had other people like below deck past and present on the show and just I've heard stories right because like you're working there and like it's their charter so they feel entitled to say or do all sorts of things and you just have to kind of keep it to yourself at the well yeah I mean I've never experienced it from guests I think my guests are from a a level of intelligence not to ever do that um however it's the crew you know it's the old-fashioned engineers it's the uh it's the old school yachties that haven't got their head around it. Interesting. Well, that's why mm-hmm. Bravo is so great because they do such a great, you know, like on all their shows, like of diversity and inclusion across the board. And I mean, that's the impression I got of like the yachting industry of like where it was in the real world kind of. Thing. Right, 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 right. That's, that's what I thought. 
what was the funnest part of being a part of the show? Like this um, season? Oh, do you know what? First of all, being able to film and do something so amazing during somewhat of a pandemic was incredible. Um, the, again, I'm just so impressed by the production side of things. I'm impressed by the team, you know, how well we stuck to COVID regulations, how often we were tested. The organisation was beyond me and me being a little bit of a control freak, seeing organisation at, at that sort of mass um, and that magnitude of a scale turned me on. Did you, do you feel like change? Like, do you feel like your work ability in the real world has now changed from being like a part of this show? Like, have you learned anything like just from a professional point of view? Like, do you feel like you're a changed worker now? Hugely so. I learned so much from Heather and I'm inherently grateful to her. Um, her attitude, you know, her energy. I'd never made a drink before I joined that bloody boat. So the fact now I have such a passion for mixology is amazing. And I'm a chief steward on my boat now and I'm able to partake in all of those things. And um, yeah, it was a huge learning curve. I'm very grateful for the whole experience, honestly. Has it like filtered over into the real world? Like when you do charters now, do people say like, oh wait, are you that guy from below deck? (laughs) Um, Thankfully I haven't done any charters since it's come out. I do worry that it's going to impact my career. Um, I really don't want it to, but um, you know, it's a, it's something I've signed up to, so I need to be, uh, I need to be, I need to be responsible for my actions. But it'll probably impact it in like a good way. I mean, it, you do work on this season. You are portrayed as a hard worker. I mean, that's definitely my opinion, but it's not everyone's. <laughs> it's my opinion. Well, well that's well, very kind. No, it's true. Well, you also opened up that you know this whole kiss with Jake brought up, you know, just that you were in a relationship for a long time with someone older and it didn't end well. And like, it was, you were gutted and, you know, you, it's hard to put yourself out there, which it is, I agree. So now that you're on this show, like, how has it been? Like, are people slipping into your DMs? How's that going? <laughs> yeah, my DMs actually have gone crazy, but I don't, uh, uh, with good stuff and bad stuff, but let's, I haven't been on any dates from being on the show. And I most certainly wouldn't like that anyway. I'd rather meet someone and someone get me to know me for who I am, as opposed to, you know, me being on TV that someone's seen 10% of my personality. That's true. I, I, that's <laughs> yeah. very commendable. Has anyone, not even from like a dating point of view, but like just in general slipped into your DMs, like from the Bravo world, you know, just like, did did you watch Bravo like from before this? Like, were you familiar with like Housewives and all of this? Definitely familiar with it all, but we don't have Bravo in the UK or in Europe. So it's very difficult to access the stuff. The stuff I get on Netflix, like I, I, I did partake a little bit in the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Lisa is obviously my queen. Um, but no, in terms of the uh, alumni below deck, um, yeah, I've spoken to quite a few. I've spoken to Kate. I've spoken to um, Hannah Ferrier. I've spoken to Courtney, both Courtney's um, and, um, and Izzy. And that's it. But yeah, you know, here and there, I'm not spoken to Des- Desire yet, um, but I feel like we will at some point. What is it? What has Kate said? Like, as far as how you're doing, she was she was amazing. She, I, I really I was such a fan girl. So as soon as she got in touch, I was like, oh my god, this is real now. Um, and yeah, she's a fan. And I was like, I'm so pleased that you actually like me. Like, it means so much. You know, the OG, one of the OGs, 
both her and Hannah, um, actually knows who I am and appreciates my work and thinks I'm funny. Like, what more could you ask for? You are funny. I mean, if you could work with any of the chief stews, like on, like, say you were going to come back to Below Deck next season and it could be, you could work with Heather, Kate or Hannah as your chief oh, stew. God. Who would you choose? Good question. Oh God, you know, I'm going to be, it's, it's going to be surprising, but um, I'd work with Heather. Really? Yeah. Why? You'll have to see in the rest of the season. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a teaser like no other. Mm-hmm. Why is Lisa Vanderpump your queen? I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> No, um, she's so beautiful. She's so well put. She speaks so well. She's a gorgeous property. You know what? My dream job would be to manage her household or be her head butler. Just planting that seed right there. Um, I feel like we'd get along like a house on fire. Well, you would have the swan. Where you would would you be able to put up with like the swans and all the pets and all of that? Could you wrangle all of them? I've been compared to a swan many a time. So yes. I can see that. <laughs> How would you, well, you know, maybe now that you're on this podcast, we can put out to the world that you would like to manage Lisa Vanderpump's house. Absolutely. And the whole wealth, actually, not just the house. We can, we can make that bigger, you know, all of the houses. And be best friend too, if that's part of the job description as well. I think it might be. How would you go <laughs> about like the first day of working for Lisa Vanderpump and managing, let's just say- Well, her first villa. of all, first of all, we'd go for a rosé. You know, and we look at some French rosés and we'd probably get the Gourous, which is by uh, Chateau Discon, she would know. And then uh, we'd sit, we'd wine, we'd have a few giggles, compliment each other's outfit, go back to hers, check out the swans. The deal would be done. And then I'd just come back in a week or so and we'd just start from there. And then wouldn't, we didn't have to chat about it. It would be so natural. Don't even need a job description. I know what to do already, Lisa. Boom. I could see this. I mean, you would yeah. have to wear pink for the interview, of course. Like, you'd, you'd want the job. Obviously. Without, without, without. Let's just put that out there into the world. Yeah, let's do that. I'm ready for that. <clears throat> Has anyone else, like, slipped into your DMs? Like, anyone, you know, like, Rihanna loves the housewife. She's slipping into, like, housewife DMs all the time. Like, has anyone, like, from the real world, like, just a fame, and you're like, oh, my God, this person knows who I am? Do you know what, David? They absolutely have not. So can we get that seed planted too? Let's get some DMs over to Fraser. Um, he's waiting and he's excited. For it. But nothing, nothing at all. Like I know we're on like episode six only, but um, yeah, nothing special has happened in my life just yet. I was just going to say we're only on episode six. And, you know, I'm listen, I'm just here trying to help you. I'm just putting it you're all out there great. into the world. I'm going you know? to be in touch with you more often, David. You're, a, you're, you're, you're my fan favourite. This isn't about me, you know, this is all about you and Below Deck. <laughs> How was it working with Captain Lee? Really good. You know, Captain Lee and I got along really well. He's a great captain. Um, he cares about his crew and he's a nice, nice guy. Um, as soon as episodes started to come out, <laughs> I, I, it seems as though he's got a little issue with me. He, he's not too fond of me and, on his social media, which is fine. I don't want everyone to be fond of me. Um, but we were really good in real life. I don't know uh, what's upset him. But um, yeah, I'm just, you know, 
staying in my lane, letting Mr. OG captain do his thing and, and say what he needs to say. And then um, hopefully, hopefully he'll like me by the end of the season. What have you read from Captain Lee's social media <laughs> that's kind of upset you or just shocked you or uh, made you sad the most? No, uh, I think it's just, I don't, I think he wants me to stop complaining and bitching about my crew. It's all fun and games. I'm not an evil person. You know, we, everything I said, I said to their face, you're never going to see that, obviously, because that's not fun to watch, is it? Um, so it's, it's all, it's fun. But um, yeah, I don't think he like, he likes what he saw from the show, but on TV, you know, in, in real life, or as in when we were filming, we were, you know, we were buds. We had always had good things to say to each other. I did want some more recognition from him, but hey-ho, and I want more recognition from everyone, so that's not too um, abnormal. But yeah, he, he was good. I don't know why he doesn't like me. We'll leave it there. And when you read some of these things, you never feel like you should chime in on the discussion. Always, always. But I can't, because I know that... Um, Maybe that's what people want from me as a response. So I like to like comments of people being horrible just to make them feel that I've seen it and they should feel bad for their horrible things. But yeah, I've had some really nasty stuff come through, but some fantastic love and a huge amount of support. Um, so I'm, I'm going to concentrate on those and, and thank everyone who is there supporting me. Everyone else who's not can just... Seriously, you can say, yeah. you, you can use any language you want. What do you think of Captain Sandy? Like, have you watched any of, like, are you familiar with any of the Captain Sandy episodes? Yeah, I, I, I love the idea of Captain Sandy. I think she's fantastic. I think she's great. I think she would like me more. So um, if Below Deck Med are considering anyone for the next season, slip into one's DMs. It's coming, it's coming a theme now, isn't it? Listen, I'm going to get you another job, another appearance <laughs> on Below Deck, a job with Lisa Vanderpalm. <laughs> Others, <laughs> famous people slipping into so your many options. Yeah, it's great. What do you think you would like about working with Captain Sandy? Or why do you think she would like you better, so to speak? Um, well, I've only got two options in yachting, Captain Lee or Sandy. And what I've read that Captain Lee's been writing about, anything's better. So we'll just go for Sandy for that. That's, that, that's a fair answer. Would you go back to Below Deck? I mean, even if it was Captain Lee, like either Incarnation or Sailing Yacht, like if they asked? I'd consider it. It's a lot of work. Honestly, a boat that size should have at least seven on the interior. And we had three, two of which were doing a job. It's tough. So I, it's a lot of work and you're confronted with cameras and you've got you know, pick up interviews and you've got, it's, it's never ending. It's the most work I've ever had to do in yachting. And <clears throat> it's tough. It's told, it takes a toll on you, but it was the most fun I've ever had. If things get better, you know, if, I, if we finish the season, I come across great and I'm feeling good about life, then why not? But if it's going the way it's going, <laughs> I'm going to stay away from TV for the rest of my life. Really? You're just, not, yeah, like, like I you can't would, deal with the not, hate very well. No. Really? Like you're not, there's no burning desire to go do some other you know big brother or some other reality tv show david you're gonna be famous for that i'm not there yet do you let the hate get to you because like everyone gets the social media like do you i mean you know look there's comments mm -hmm. for all of us like mm -hmm. do you really does that get to you you know because 
Um, weirdly enough, the homophobia doesn't because I always, I've always known that homoph- well, I've dealt with homophobia my whole life. I can shrug it off quite easily. It's obviously gross to see some of the things that people write, like really quite gross. Um, but it's, yeah, it's people not liking me when they actually have no reason not to. And I, and I've never liked that. Um, and it's specifically about Jess, people are saying that, you know, turned on Heather, now I'm turning on Jess. In real life, it wasn't about that. Every morning, Jess and I spoke and I looked her in the eyes and I made her feel good. And we talked about what was going to be exciting today and how many more hours we had to go to the charter was gone and we could go out and have fun. You know, it was always about bringing her up and bringing her up and bringing her up. And I, I loved her. I really do love her still. Um, but she was really beaten. You know, she didn't want to be there. And she never said anything about her family or her family issues. So I wasn't aware of that, which makes it look worse for me. But she didn't tell anyone apart from Heather. And Heather's not going to spread that knowledge, of course. But she just didn't want to be there. She was like, I hate this, don't want to be in yachting, don't want to be here. And so, yeah, I got angry. And, and, and that's what you see on the show. And that doesn't make me look very good. So, yeah, I think I wish people knew, knew the real story. Well, we have a lot more of the season to go. Two more final questions. Have you ever been on a charter, like in the real world with like some uber famous celebrity where you're just like, you know, cause that's who goes on a lot of these charters. Like, have you ever had someone on your charter that we all know and you're just like, oh boy. Um, I've had some very, very influential people. Um, but maybe people you wouldn't know. I'm part of the yachting that I've been, um, that I was trained in was a very high end, um, but low key in terms of like lots of NDAs and lots of privacy and, um, but yeah, some very big people, but no one, no one from the TV or no one, no singers or anything like that. No. Just a bunch of NDAs and keep Just it all a, quiet. a bunch of very wealthy people. Yeah. And what are you up to now? That's my final question. Like, what are you, what's, do you have a charter coming up? Like what's going on? So I'm in the med um, and we're in winter. So I've got the boat that we're getting restored and then um, our season will begin May time. So we're just chilling, not chilling, we're doing work. We're just not going to do charters until then. Um, and yeah, I've got um, a very small team because we didn't need to be fully crewed at the moment, but I'm looking after them. They're looking after me and it's really fun being a chief. It's, um, it's something I've always wanted. So I'm finally where, where I wanted to be. So it feels good. You can channel your inner Kate and Hannah and Heather. Absolutely. Before we go, this really is my last question. What do you think that you want people to take away as they watch the rest of the season? Like from you, like you said, like you're getting some hate. Like, what do you want people to say? Like, this is the misconception about me and just kind of, no, this is what I want you know what? I don't want to be away. that. Yeah, I don't want to be that person who sits there and goes, no, it's not what happened. No. Everything you see happened, I'm not saying that, you know, that's definitely what happened. Just understand that there are other factors to it, guys. And you're watching a television vision show, you know, they're not going to use the boring bits, they're not going to use the lovely bits. We're going to use what, you know, what's more exciting to watch. And that's great. Um, but yeah, just, um, just enjoy it. And, you know, and please don't take anything too personally like a lot of people are getting really upset about things and I mean one get a life uh and two go for a walk take a breather yeah and then if you've got nothing nice to say don't say it at all uh, but enjoy the season because it's going to be really fun there's some really really fun bits uh coming up and um and a lot of drama it gets hot on every level that's a teaser too. So, I mean, I personally can't wait. I think it's one of the best seasons of Below Deck 
we've had We're very in a cunt. while. No, it's true. This is a great crew. This is a great crew. Where where can everyone find you online who doesn't already follow you? As long as they don't want to leave you any hate, where, where can <laughs> Yeah, only follow me if you actually like me. Um, it's um, at Fraser Olander, F-R-A-S-E-R-O-L-E-N-D-E-R, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. I love I'm it. working on a TikTok, but for the moment, I'm terrible. We'll see. TikTok Stay is not tuned. fun. I, I'm like working on a TikTok too, and I'm not making much progress over here. What is, I mean, it's the hardest thing to get your head around, but I'm obsessed with it. I dedicate like an hour or two a day just to get through my TikToks. I find it mesmerizing. So I want to be, I want to be a part of it too. At least you're doing that. I, I, I go on for two minutes and I'm like, that's going to be tomorrow. <laughs> Done. This is, right. Yeah. Like I'm, I've, I've, I've made an effort today and now I'm like out. This is too much. So it's, it's definitely for the, for the much younger crowd who know their technology. It is definitely yeah. for the much younger crowd. I would agree. But the numbers on TikTok are insane. You look at, you're like, oh my God, like you gotta. Meanwhile, some- I'm like jumping for joy at like a couple hundred likes and they've got like 200,000 likes, let alone views. We've got 20 million views. It's bizarre. It's amazing. It's a little strange. Well, listen, it's a great season. Thank you. You have to keep in touch. You've been great to chat with. It's been so much fun to talk to you, David. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Stop by anytime. Have a great rest of the season and definitely keep in touch. You're the best. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.